What's up, STEM Music Nation? Before we start episode 19, I want to let you know that STEM Music March Madness starts today. That's right. I've put all the STEM Music songs in a bracket and you get to help choose the song champion. To join in on the fun, go to www.thestimmusic.com slash March Madness. You can vote today on this song competition. I'll be sure to put the link in the description of this episode for this incredible music fun. All right, let's jump into this episode featuring another woman in STEM right now. Call it STEM music indeed. Welcome to the STEM music podcast where we highlight multicultural STEM professionals and the music they love. I'm your host, Roy Moy III, and today we have an incredible guest, a mentor of mine, someone who's like a hero to me. She comes from the E in STEM, so engineering. She holds a bachelor's degree in electrical engineering and a master's degree in systems architecting and engineering. She successfully completed the Taking Flight program at Spirit Aerosystems and is a green belt in Six Sigma. She has received numerous employee value cards of recognition and reward points and completed the Spirit Aerosystems company mentoring program. Recently, she was honored as a Spirit Diversity Champion and was recognized for leading the Spirit Women in Engineering Professions and Technology, or SWEPT for short, leading their group during 2020. And we all know that 2020 was a very challenging year. She is also an active mentor and presenter for STEM activities at USD 259 elementary and middle schools in Wichita, Kansas. Also, she is an author with a book titled Just Pray the Word that was released in 2017 and is available on Amazon right now. During our pre-interview, I found out she is nominated for Author of the Year by S&M Gospel Indie Music Awards, and we're believing that she is going to receive that award. Last but not least, my guest today brought down the house as the keynote speaker at the 2013 Nesby Region 5 Fall Regional Conference that I had the honor of planning. Y'all, she literally had a standing ovation. So STEM Music Nation, please welcome a very special person to me, my mentor and true supporter, Pamela Roberts to the STEM Music Podcast. Welcome, Pamela, Pam for short. How are you doing today? Wonderful, wonderful. How are you? Wow, what an introduction. (laughs) I am doing so well. I'm so excited to have you on. We sat at the lunch table at Spirit Aerosystems where we both work, STEM Music Nation, um, and we talked about this probably almost two years ago now uh, of having you on the podcast and 2020 happened, obviously, and that was crazy. Um, So I'm just excited to have you on because um, as I mentioned in the intro to Music Nation, uh, Pam has been such a mentor to me. I remember us meeting in the library at Wichita State University. I don't know if you remember this. um, And you were just sharing some encouragement while I was a student saying, you you got this, you can do this. And um, that was so important to me um, at that time in my life. And so from that point on, as I mentioned, she was the speaker at the uh, Nesby convention. And um, I'm gonna go a little on a side uh, tangent to Music Nation, give me like a minute and we're gonna jump into her story. But I just need to tell you how this happened. So I literally planned the 2013 Nesby uh, Region 5 Fall Regional Conference 600 people, um, you know, ended up coming to Wichita, Kansas. It was an amazing event, you know, shout out to my team and everybody who helped me plan that. But we originally had, and I don't know if you know this, Pam, but we originally had the mayor of Wichita, um, may he rest in peace, uh, Carl Brewer, who's who's no longer with us, but he was uh, scheduled to come speak and be the keynote speaker for the the, uh, awards uh, ceremony that we have at these conferences. And for whatever reason, we had him booked and then he fell through and I was just like, reaching for straws and I'm like who can I get and so we had met several times and I'm like you know what Pam would be great let me just ask STEM Music Nation she said yes and literally I mean she did so much extensive research about region five and why it's called region five the vanguard region and what's you know the most important things that we value as National Society of Black Engineers members and I mean the speech was a amazing and literally to see a room of 600 people 
standing and giving uh, her a standing ovation. It's one of one of the special moments of my life to know that like, I was just like, I don't have a speaker. And then, you know, to, to have Pam not only just give the keynote, but like knock it out the park. That's a huge memory for me, Pam. So thank you thank for you. that, for real. Thank you. It was an honor. It was an honor to do it for you. It was an honor. Awesome. So, all right, Stim Music Nation, let's jump in. You know, we usually have our first question and that is, how did you get into STEM? I know in our pre-interview, you mentioned something about being um, a part of a, a magnet school in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So go ahead and let us know how you got uh, interested and started in STEM. Yes. Well, in high school, um, they began a pilot program for a magnet school. So in the eighth grade, they started testing throughout all of the middle schools or junior high schools is what they were called when I was growing up. Okay. And we began testing and what they tested in, that's what they were going to push you through. So when I tested, I had very high scores in math and science. So they recommended that I attend the magnet school. This was a college preparatory program. You were going to college. That was the plan once you made it through this program. And so when I went to the magnet school, um, they had four classes a day, three times a week. It was set up exactly like college. Wow. Um, the only thing we did not have any um, sports. We had intramural sports, but they focused on academics. We did biology, we did chemistry, we did all the sciences, we did um, calculus, pre-calculus. Um, we even were able to get college credit. So whatever your um, goal was that what they pushed you in. And because my scores were so high in math and science, they recommended engineering or medicine. And so nice. I loved people. And so I was like, I think I want to do medicine. Well, then they started doing labs and we started going visiting hospitals and started working because they, they gave you hands-on experience as well. And I came home crying every day because the people were sick. Oh. <laughs> And my mom was like, you can't be a doctor. You're coming home crying every day. <laughs> <laughs> that That so, is traumatizing though, you know? It, like, it, it was traumatizing to just to be able, not to be able to help someone hmm. who was in need. And so I said, well, let's try engineering. So in my sophomore uh, year of high school, I started transitioning over to the engineering field. Wow. And I just absolutely loved it. It just intrigued my mind on the different things that they were having us focus on. And I just was a math lover. Um, I was a math lover because my father loved math. My mom and dad did not go to college. Um, matter of fact, they did not finish high school. Wow. And I'm a first generation college graduate. And I, they just wanted me to do the best that I could be and just do the best that I could do. And my dad's mind, he could work any math problem in his head. And it wow. was just so amazing. And so when I would do homework, he would help me and I would get the homework done. And I had good grades in math and science. And I just, it was just, um, just a joy to work math and sciences. So I am so glad I, I became a part uh, of the STEM nation. <laughs> Yes, yes, that is, and and I didn't even know that, um, you know, regarding your parents, and and I think you know this this podcast is to highlight multicultural STEM professionals, and a part of that multicultural um, word is just our culture or our race, our backgrounds, and and it just man, it just makes me think like, wow, you know, that your parents weren't even able to, you know, uh, achieve going to college, and Absolutely. you know, that's where what some of our backgrounds happen to be or tend to be. I know for myself, you know, being um, uh, a graduate, you know, I, I believe the first engineer, uh, in my family, family. And so, you know, same here, <laughs> you know, it's just like that, the background. And then for, for us to be able to do it, it you know, shout out to our parents for believing and, 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 and setting that standard. Um, and, and for us, you know, for you specifically, just, um, taking it and, and running with it. That's, that is really incredible. And so, as you mentioned, like, your, your math and science were very high, but I know you had mentioned um, within your younger years of school, prior to high school, a difficulty with reading. And you wanted to kind of talk about that just in the sense of how we can kind of persevere through the things that we might struggle with or the things that we might not be the greatest at. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, my family is so, I call them so unique. Um, my grandmother had 12 children, six boys and six girls. Half of them, 
the younger half went to college. Um, the middle did not, but they all were entrepreneurs. Mm. My, my grandparents were sharecroppers, um, had very minimal education, but they taught their 12 children to be the best that they could be. And then those 12 children taught my generation, which is the next generation, we did this. So your goal is to do this. Mm. So they gave us a point to shoot for. And so when I was going through school, enjoyed the math, um, my aunts and uncles, because we, you know, we were all together as a family in Baton Rouge, Louisiana is where I was born and raised, um, noticed that my reading comprehension uh, was not up to par. I could read something, I could read very well. Mm -hmm. But if you asked me what I read, I, I couldn't tell you. Gotcha. And so that made it very difficult, especially when I got to math, I could work um, numerical problems, but then when it got to word problems, that became the difficult part. When it became, when I started doing English, that became difficult for me because it took me such a long time. So what uh, my mom wound up doing after talking to some of my um, aunts and uncles, uh, wind up getting me a tutor. And so I started having a tutor um, throughout high school to help me make it through um, those years. And I also got a tutor in um, college as well. So there's nothing wrong with having a tutor. They are there to assist you, not to bring you down, um, not to uh, subdue you or belittle you, but they are there to help you. And if your tutor's not doing that, you have the wrong tutor. I know that's right. That yeah. that's so powerful. I, I appreciate you sharing that because I too, you know, had multiple tutors in college, um, you know, was a part of organizations that would help, you know, supply tutors. Um, and, and it is so important. It's like, if you, if you can't understand something, um, you might as well seek out that, that help, you know, to try and, and learn and get better. Um, and there's areas in everyone's life where we can always get better or yeah, where, where absolutely. We, we might because there's no there's no I was uh, I remember one tutor would always tell me there's no stupid question don't think that you're stupid or dumb or inferior because you don't understand something none of us are perfect we don't know everything and so as we go through there's different learning abilities for everyone yeah. everyone learns differently that is so true. That is so true, man. I'm, I'm so glad that, you know, you're sharing that. And I think even for, you know, so, you know, STEM Music Nation out there, if you are a college student, you know, you know, take that in, receive that, but also young professionals who are listening, right? When we're on our jobs and starting our careers. Um, and even just this week, you know, I was like, you know what? You don't really understand what you're doing, Roy. So reach out to your mentor and just ask. It's okay. And then next thing you know, I had the the help that I needed, and I was able to go on about my way and uh, you know complete the task. But sometimes you just feel like, oh, I don't want to feel dumb, or oh, I don't want to bother this person, or but it's like you you got to get the help that you need. So that's just great advice. So. In, in regards to, you know, the progression, you're, you're enjoying math, you're enjoying science. Um, and it's really cool, especially students, you know, who can go to um, high schools that you are able to earn college credit, especially, you know, the school you described, the way they set it up to where it was mimicking college in regards to the amount of times you were going to class and all of that structure. Um, so they were kind of pointing you towards uh, college. And so you end up deciding that you want to study electrical engineering. And so I'm curious uh, as to how you got there. You were clearly good at math and science. And so you're like, you know, they're saying, hey, the medical thing might not be for you, but you might want to do, you know, try out engineering. How did you get to the point where you decided electrical engineering is what I want to go into? I loved power. Mm. I loved dealing with circuitry. Why is that lit up? Why is that working? That just intrigued me with every aspect of my mind when I was dealing with engineering. And then being in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, all along the Mississippi River, there's power plants. Okay. There's power plants down both sides of the river. And I was just, a says, okay, I, if I get a job, I'm probably gonna get a job at a power plant. So that really is intriguing me to go more into having a field of dealing with power and electricity and circuitry. 
That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I love that too. Just even learning right now on the podcast, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, I had a chance to go down there for, I think a far regional conference um, in Nesby back in 2014, I think it was. Um, So I had a chance to visit your city, um, but it's, it's interesting to, you know, learn about it more via our conversation on here. So in, in regards to being, you know, and choosing that major, you decided to go to a historically black college and university an HBCU. And um, I am so interested in that experience. We've had a couple other guests on the podcast um, who've kind of talked about their experience, but I'm so interested in um, how that, you know, how did you come to that choice of choosing to go to Southern? Um, and, and then just tell us about that journey, that experience. You know, I, I, you know, I know that you pledged a sorority and you just kind of have this really awesome experience that, um, you know, I, I often hear about, but tell us all about it. Well, first of all, um, Southern University is historically black college in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, they are they are three campuses, one in Baton Rouge, one in New Orleans, and one in Shreveport. And okay. a lot of my aunts went to Southern University. So it was our family college. Gotcha. That we were gonna go to. And so that's why my so now I had not only did I go, I was the first engineer to graduate in the family. Now we have four or five engineers who I have finished Southern University. So it's exciting. I love um, it. That we have a we have a STEM family. I love it. Um, with my generation and also with the next generation, uh, from attorney to doctors to scientists to nurses to engineers to computer scientists. So so we're just so excited that STEM is growing in our family. I love that. And I- not only, yes, not only was it my, my family college, it was, it had one of the best engineering programs. Gotcha. And when I started going, I didn't realize at the time when I first started going to Southern University, it was one of the key schools for Boeing uh, military airplane company. Okay. Yes. So, and why an HBCU? I feel that going to a historically institution of education was created for my forefathers and my foremothers. It was designed for me by people like me. Mm. When, when black people could not go to college, historically black colleges were there so they could continue their education when they couldn't go anyplace else. And so that made my path, um, it didn't make it easier it made my path more tolerable to where I was able to um, go through without any additional hindrances. I love so, that. Yeah, so it just it just made it it just made it um, easier for me to go to college without um, a lot of that major negativity, mm. uh, just because of the color of my skin. That's so good. That's so good. Um, go ahead and give a shout out to your sorority while we're on here. Um, and then we'll yeah, jump yeah. into the next question. <laughs> yes, when I was uh, when I was a junior, I pledged Sigma Gamma Rho sorority. Yes, Poodle Power. Yep. There we go. There we <laughs> go. I <laughs> uh, yes, enjoyed it immensely. Um, it was a sisterhood. Um, my line sisters were all in engineering, so it just it just made it wonderful uh, <laughs> that my four my three other line sisters were. Um, also in engineers, um, two other electrical engineers and one mechanical engineer. So That's... it was a very exciting um, time in my life where I, I'm an only child. So when I joined a sorority, I actually gained sisters. Mm. And so it was just a wonderful experience. And it's a lifetime experience. Um, once you're in a sorority, um, that's why you need to choose carefully. Once you're in a sorority, you're always in a sorority. You're always a part of that group. And um, every, everyone needs that group. I call it a squad. Everyone needs a squad. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, I that's... had a squad, yeah, I had a squad in college. And then when I moved to Wichita, I got another squad. And then when I joined SWE, I, I, I got another squad. <laughs> I just, uh, let me tell you, that squad is what keeps you going as a female in, in a, in an engineering field. 
That's so powerful. That's yeah. so powerful. So for STEM Music Nation out there, make sure you get your squad, get your squad, squad up. Get your squad, yes. Get your squad. Absolutely. I think that that's so important and it's so valuable um, for anyone, you know, in any stage of your life, just trying to make sure you have your squad and making sure your squad is going in the same direction you're going in. I think you said something so key that, you know, these sorority sisters of yours were engineers as well, engineering students as well. And so you, you got to share that not only sisterhood as being black women, but also being black women in STEM before Absolutely. STEM was even an acronym, but you Absolutely. know, that's right. In engineering and, and, you know, motivating each other, assisting each other, complaining to each other, right? Cause we know it gets hard. We know it gets tough. Um, but having that staying squad. Up all night, staying up all night, studying, getting projects yes. together, um, doing lab after lab and catching up. Uh, it, it really, um, I appreciate every moment and it was, it was worth every moment. That's it so good. So you, you recently just mentioned um, that you, you had a, you know, a squad created once you moved to Wichita, Kansas, which is where you reside right now. And so yeah. um, I'd love to talk about that in regards to your transition from uh, undergrad to becoming a professional. And you mentioned that Boeing uh, military airplanes was out here in Wichita, Kansas, which for STEM Music Nation, it is now Spirit Aerosystems. So you heard us talking about that in the uh, intro, um, but uh, go ahead and tell us how that transition was for you to be in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and then you come up to Wichita, Kansas in the middle of the United States of America um, to start working at, at Boeing and kind of like what that experience was like, often being one of the only black women, you know, in, in a, you know, in a room. Um, and unfortunately, it's still like that sometimes. So go ahead and, and, and talk to us about that transition from undergrad to your professional career. Yes, when I was in a, I was in my junior year, um, I wind up getting married in my junior year and then graduating and um, got married in 1983, graduated in 1984, and then um, had my first daughter Lanier um, in 1985 and then Tiffany in 1988. And so while I was going through school, Boeing had seven key schools Mm. And the two HBCUs that they focused on was Southern University and Prairie View. And they were on site. Um, Boeing was prevalent all over Southern University. Wow. And so when I um, became a junior, I think going into my senior year, they started interviewing. Okay. And so I went through the interview process and it says, we would really like for you to come. And I'm like, yeah going to where Wichita I'm like <laughs> where's and where's that <laughs> and they kind of showed me where it was I'm like I don't know if I want to go to Wichita <laughs> <laughs> and so by the time I got to my senior year I was a graduating senior they came back and they interviewed me again and said really would like for you to come and I'm like okay let me think about it I'll think about it and I was pregnant at the time and so they says, well, you think about it. You call us back after, your, after you've had uh, your child and um, we'll get you to Wichita so you can see this plant and everything. And I'm like, okay, they're never gonna remember my name. Wow. <laughs> but I called them. They knew my name, you know, asked me, you know, how did everything go? Uh, was I ready to travel? And, you know, after I, after I was able to speak after 15 seconds from being dumbfounded that they remembered everything about wow. me, um, they flew me out to Wichita. This is the furthest west I had ever been, Wichita, <laughs> Kansas. <laughs> wow. But when I got here, it was just amazing. It was similar to Baton Rouge, about the same size. But it was just, it was much cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was so much quieter. And I'm like, this would be a nice place to raise a family. Yeah, yep. And, and so then um, at that time with Southern University and Prairie being um, their key schools, um, there were quite a bit of alumni here. Okay. So when I got here, um, I found the Southern University alumni and we um, got together. They helped you know, us um, find a place to live, different things like that. So it really made a whole lot easier transition for me. Nice. So we moved here and I started working um, at Boeing. Have worked military my whole entire career at Boeing until they left in 2013. 
I had the best time. Oh, I began wow. as a wire harness designer, okay. which I would design the electrical systems throughout the airplanes, military airplanes, mostly B-52. So I worked, I worked on B-52, I worked on KC-135s, um, I did the A-6 rewing program, um, I worked um, other uh, specialty um, airplanes, but I think the best and most outstanding project I ever was on was working on Air Force One. Wow. And just walking, walking the halls of an airplane that presidents walk through, walking through a door. Just, it was just amazing. It was just, an, just that awe moment of, of being on such a prestigious and powerful airplane and then working on it and then making sure that you're doing your best because, um, people's lives were at stake uh, when you work on these airplanes. And so that's what we always want to do. I always want to do my best. I never ever told my manager no, that I would not do anything. I never was able, I was always doing the best that I could be. I never wanted any manager to come back and say, they would never hire another woman or they would never hire another black because of what I did or did not do. I'm I'm dumbfounded, Pam, because I'm just sitting here with chills. The Music Nation, you know, you know, I like to talk, and I'm at a loss of words of all that you have just shared in the past few minutes. Wow. Um, and and thank it's you. okay. And I always tell people it's okay to be the only person. Um, my parents told me, you have to know who you are and you have to know whose you are. Mm. And it doesn't make a difference that you're a black woman navigating in a black male society. It's okay. I knew who I was. They did not know who I was. Mm. You know, they didn't know my family had trained me to be the best that I could be. Yes, I had to be smarter. Yes, I had to do better. Yes, I had to take more in. It comes with the territory of being a woman and being an African-American woman. No, it's not fair. Sometimes it doesn't feel good, but it's the life. And that's how it is. But it doesn't make a difference about that. Once you do your job and do the best that you can be, you will never ever lose respect of your male counterparts. My male counterparts not only worked with me, they became my champions and my sponsors and they helped carry me through my career. So that's why you have to be the best that you can be. You, yes, we have to prove ourselves, but that's okay. I never belittled myself. I never did anything that was unethical and I never cried in public. I didn't say I didn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I never let them see me cry. And I never, I never was the angry black woman. Wow. I you just, have to, you have to be professional at all times. And, and I know it's difficult and sometimes it's hard, but that, that, you know, sometimes that's how life is. We, we have to go through these different trials and, and I am so thankful I went through this because it made me a stronger, better person. Yeah. Not just a woman, it made me a better person of who I am. Wow. Wow. Pam, I just have to say thank you. Thank you on behalf of all of uh, the next generation of engineers, um, whether they're women or men, um, African-American, you know, black and brown engineers, STEM professionals out there, because as I listened to your story, I, I already knew, you know, a, a lot of these different parts, but there's definitely new information that I'm, I'm learning. And I think it is so incredible. And, and I'm, as I stated in the beginning, like, you know, one of, one of my heroes, one of my, you know, mentors um, and, and a trailblazer. As I'm listening to you speak, I'm, I'm so, so in awe of just like, this is the reason why I get to do what I do every day is because of 
the person I'm talking to on this podcast episode right now, Pam Roberts, and um, just how hard you've worked throughout your career, how many doors you've, you know, kicked down and, 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 you know, just showing up. And as you said, doing your best and, and working on Air Force One, I mean, wow, uh, incredible absolutely incredible and and i just want to say thank you because you know sometimes you know especially within you know the millennial generation or even gen z it's like we can forget you know uh, what people have done before us so you know that it made it easier for us to be able to do what we're doing right now so thank you so much for that so and just pay and then just pay it forward yes pay it forward someone else is going to come behind each and every one of you absolutely who's listening to us right now and you have to be professional you know i i always tell myself you know i'm intelligent i can learn i can understand i can be a professional and i want to be a professional but i also can have fun if you don't have fun and enjoy your job, it's not worth you getting up every morning and going to it. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, Stim Music Nation. I hope you are enjoying this episode with the amazing Pamela Roberts. In the next part of this interview, we're gonna talk about how Pam became an author by writing her book titled Pray the Word. I wanted to let you know because of this book, Pam has been nominated for the Author of the Year Award by S&M Gospel Indie Awards. Voting is now open, and guess what? Anyone can vote. So let's support her by going to www.smgospelawards.com and vote for Pamela Roberts for Author of the Year. Voting ends March 30th, and you can vote daily. I'll be sure to put the link for voting in the description of this episode. All right, now let's get back to this episode to hear the rest of Pam's story. Man, this is... This has been so incredible. Just the, the advice that you've just been dropping in this segment of, of the podcast. And one of the, one of the other things I wanted to touch on before we get into kind of your typical day in your role now as a systems engineer is while you were working um, at Boeing before it changed over to spirit, you ended up going back to get your master's. And I know there are many young professionals listening uh, to the to the podcast and to music nation, you might be wondering, Hey, should I be going to get my master's right after college? Or should I wait? Or why should I be getting a master's? And so you've, you've walked that walk. And so I'd love for you to share uh, kind of where you were and, and what inspired you to get your master's. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, I was in probably my 19th year, almost my 20th year in electrical engineering. Um, I became a, a lead in the design world for all the wire harness and cable designs. And then my family decided to open up a restaurant. Okay. So I left um, the engineering community for about three and a half years. And so when I wanted to come back after we shut down the restaurant, I called one of my previous managers who was a systems engineer and I was hired back. And I thought I was coming back doing my same job and they're like, no, you're going to be a systems engineer. Oh, wow. I says, nope. I don't know what a systems engineer does. <laughs> Put me back in my comfort zone and I'm going to be happy. <laughs> and, then, and she was like, no, you'll do a great job as a systems engineer. And I'm like, what is a systems engineer? Right. <laughs> and I'm just like, I want to just stay in my own little world, do my own little thing. And that's exactly what she wouldn't allow me to do. And I'm thankful for her, wow. to her for that. I had to take off my blinders instead of looking at the one little subsystem of the wiring of a whole airplane. In systems engineer, we look at the whole entire system from the cradle to the grave is what we call it. Okay. We start with the conception of what the customer wants. We work with them and says, okay, you want an airplane? Um, how do you want that airplane? We write all those requirements down, make sure that they understand the requirements. You know, whether you want it with three wings and two wheels, we work with that customer to get them exactly what they want. And so as we go through, we work throughout that whole entire life cycle of um, that product. And it is wonderful because now um, I enjoy talking and working with the customer and working with different people because instead of looking at one specific thing on an airplane, you're looking at the entire 
airplane. Gotcha. And so it just makes it, um, it just, it makes it, a, a, it's just so much of a different aspect and a different look onto engineering. And so that's- once I began, Yeah, once I began doing that, then it's like, let me, I need to, I want to learn a little more mm-hmm. about what systems engineering is. And then during that time, um, Boeing partnered with Missouri Rolla, I think it's Missouri S&T now, mm-hmm. and University of Southern California for systems engineering uh, programs, their master's program. And I says, I think I want to do that in order for me to learn a little more about exactly what I'm doing. Sure. And we all do systems engineering. When you build a house, that's systems engineering. Mm. You have to talk to the contractor. You have to let them know how big, you know, the, the square footage. You have to tell them what electrical work. You have to tell them, you know, where you want the lights. You have to tell them uh, how many walls, how many bedrooms. It's, that's all systems engineering. When you go to the grocery store, it's systems engineering. I want, which cereal do I want? Okay, do I want a cereal that is sweet and sugar? I want something that's better for me. I'm starting to read labels. Okay, I want a cereal that has low sugar, um, low carbs, more fiber. You're actually contemplating all those different ideas to pick out the perfect thing that you want for cereal. So we all technically do a little systems engineering each and every day. I like that. I like how you kind of broke that down, you know, to, to make it more simpler of like, okay, I can see, you know, what you're talking about in regards to those, you know, typical roles and responsibilities. And I think that's a, a great piece of advice too, though, for, for young professionals to music nation out there um, who, you know, may, you, you may step into a new role or you might want to go into a new role. Um, Absolutely. I, I, I have a, a friend who was on a previous a podcast episode and, and that was her desire was to get into, she was on the design side of things and she wanted to get into stress and she felt like she didn't, you know, hadn't taken enough classes in her undergrad. And so she went and got her master's, um, in aerospace engineering, dealing with stress, the stress side of engineering. Um, and you know, now she's being able to, you know, transition into, uh, that type of a role. So I, I definitely agree, you know, the more, even myself, you know, I, I haven't, you know, gone to get a master's, but, I remember last, and I mentioned this on the on a previous podcast episode, but I went uh, last uh, fall and and just took one course on entrepreneurship at a community college here in town, Butler Community College, um, yes. because you know started a business and I'm trying to figure out you know what I need to do. I went to school for engineering. I didn't go to school for business. So I, I, the key that I think you just mentioned um, is you know just wanting to learn, you know, just wanting to learn more about whatever it is that you're either interested in or wanting to move into. And I think that's uh, great great advice and most and most of the time if you're already in um at your uh, place of employment a lot of employers do pay or either some percentage of it or some all of them yes pay for you to go back to college so why not take that opportunity yes that's that's even better advice yes. too especially if it's going to be free Absolutely. Um, you, you know like why not why not and i've pam i've been contemplating it you know the, the whole <laughs> mba thing i'm like you know and 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 i don't know if spirit is still doing it obviously we had you know this whole pandemic is kind of uh you know put a, a lot of things on pause but um even uh the mba program that i think they have or used to have with um, Newman, Newman University here in town. And so that's something that I was contemplating, I know, uh, in 2019. So who knows, maybe that'll be something that I do in the future. But um, speaking of, of, of learning, um, you know, oftentimes when we're learning, right, we either go to college or, um, you know, we can learn other ways by reading books. And so <laughs> I, I wanted to lead into something that is so fascinating to me. We, we only had one other guest on, on the podcast who, um, you know, is an author. Um, but just, you know, I remember when you were telling me about this book that you were writing and becoming an author. Um, and, and as we mentioned in the, in the introduction, now you're, you're nominated for author of the year by this organization. And I, it's so incredible. I, I'm so interested, you know, how did you become an author and, and kind of just walk us through the process of, of what it's like to write a book, you know, Sim Music Nation out there, we might have some folks who are interested in, in writing a book and publishing their own book and having it on Amazon and all the places where you can get it. And obviously we want you to promote it as well. So tell us all about it. Well, this book so happened to be a healer for me. Mm. Um, during some of the horrible times of my life is when I wrote this book. Wow. And because of my faith, 
I always go to the word of God. All right. That's now what keeps me going each and every day. Mm-hmm. If I don't read it, I am lost. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing and where I'm going. And I'm pretty much kind of turning in circles. Wow. So when I wrote this book in 2017, the year prior, which 2016, um, the man that I was married to for 33 years decided he did not want to be married anymore. And he left me and the girls. Wow. And it was just out of the blue. And I was shocked. I was devastated. I was hurt. I was angry. All the, all the emotions were flying. Mm-hmm. And I had to start all over. It was to the point where I, I thought I'd be planning for retiring. And I wind up planning to start all over again. Wow. And that just made things more um, frustrate, frustrating for me. Right. So I just begin reading God's word. After I finish crying, there's nothing wrong with crying. After I finish waddling in my self-pity. Yes. <laughs> and we all do that. Yes, yes, that's that. human. That's yes, human. human. Staying there causes the problem. Mm. So I got up, dusted myself off, and I went to God's word. And I started reading it. And I'm like, if I can read it, I can pray it back to him. Oh, wow. And so that's how this book came about. I just started writing in my journal and I started typing them up. And then my girl's like, mama, you should put these together. I'm like, I'm not an author. I don't know how to do that. And and come to find out, Amazon does it for you. Amazon is my friend. Wow. Amazon has a publishing company that you get your book put together, you get it copyrighted, you submit it to Amazon through Amazon Kindle Publishing. Okay. They give you the IBSN numbers. They give you all they need. You, it costs no money to you. All they do is take a percentage off whatever price you put on your book. Gotcha. And it just made it so much easier. So that's how Just Pray the Word came about. It helped, it was helping me in order to make it through those difficult times of, first of all, being alone. I had never been alone. Wow. I left straight from my parents' house into David's house. So I had never, ever been by myself. So I, it was just a brand new feeling of being alone and trying to start over and transition into this new way of life. So, and it's, and God put me there in order to make me stronger and better. That is and so. That's, that's why I have to keep looking at it. God does things in order to make us draw closer to him. That is so, so true. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't agree more. I can't agree more. I think, you know, we happen to be recording this podcast interview where I, kind of am coming out of that stage of, of something within my own uh, personal life where I can fully understand what you're saying right now, where you feel like the wind has been knocked out yeah, of you and absolutely. you're just, like you said, wallowing, you know, crying, frustrated, angry, all of those different emotions and, and only to come to the realization like, oh, uh, and Sim Music Nation, we've had other, uh, you know, podcast guests in the past, um, knowing that, you know, I'm a person of, of faith as the host. Um, and we're getting ready to get into some amazing gospel music. So disclaimer yeah. that we will be talking about Jesus and going in and having Hallelujah. a great time. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that's kind of been my recent, most recent life experience and kind of coming to a place of like, oh, I actually need God to help me do everything in life, you know, like as humans, um, as people who, who do practice this particular faith, um, we, we want to just do things on our own, or we want to try and figure it out, um, by ourselves. And, you know, as people who follow this faith, you know, it is instructed that we are to, you know, have God help us and instruct us and guide us and lead us and provide wisdom throughout the the entire journey. And God has to break us sometimes in order for us to realize who he is. And and so, and sometimes we don't like being broken. Oh no, it, it yeah. never feels good. And, and I just want to feel good. Absolutely. I, I just want to say thank you so much for being so vulnerable and open to share this story. I know, you know, you, you, this is where the book came from. You've gotten more comfortable sharing it, but I just think it 
wow, what, what an amazing moment for STEM Music Nation uh, listeners out there who might be in a, a similar experience or have gone through a similar experience and to know that you can come out. <laughs> uh, you can come out on top. You can come out restored. You can, um, you know, step into a new chapter, even when you, you feel like your world is totally upside down. And I think regardless yeah. if you practice this faith or not, um, this is this is the human experience in life of you know going through struggles and feeling like you just there's no other way <laughs> you know in life book, and yes and this book is a book of prayers um i needed peace mm. so there's a book in there it's called a prayer peace that's good um, i needed i needed a, a triumph at some days just yes. a thank you I, there's a prayer of triumph in there that you can pray and it's just straightly out of the word of god because his word is true Yes. You cannot lie. So we can, if we are having an issue or problem or concern, we can go straight to his word and talk and pray it right back to him. Lord, this is your promise. Right. You promise to give me peace. Come on. That's a process of understanding. That's a promise. Come <laughs> you promise on. Me, you promise to give me joy. That's a promise. I can I count it all joy what, what you're doing for me. He has a plan for me. And I'm ready. And I'm, I want to be a part of his plan. I'm ready to receive it too. That's yeah. that it, it's so on par. So we're going to roll right into the music because it's so on par with what you're saying that, you know, God has these promises that he's telling, you know, given us as children. So let's start off with the first song. I'm going to, you know, read the title, the artist and, and share my bullet points. And then obviously you can <laughs> share why you chose the song, but I think it just rolls right into this conversation right. about this music because uh, the first song being Conqueror by Vashon Mitchell. And that's something that God promises us in his word yeah. that we are more than conquerors. And so some of the bullet points I wrote down for this song, um, first of all, Vashon Mitchell, great songwriter. So me yeah. being a musician, I, you know, I, it's really, really great work from Vashon Mitchell um, and, and music. But uh, I wrote down, you know, I'm a conqueror, right? You said that's, that's what he's, God promised us in his word. Uh, I love the line. There's a winner inside of me. Cause sometimes yeah. you don't feel like that. You don't feel like you're going to win, but it's like, no, let me declare that there's a winner inside of me. And then a scripture that many of us um, in, in this faith of Christianity love, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am. And at the end, I love the flip of the words. So it's like, it starts out uh, by, I, I believe they were saying I am, or I'm a conqueror. I am. A and, conqueror. Then, and then at the end, it's like, I'm more than a conqueror, you know? So it just, uh, yeah. got it got just better and better. So why did you choose this song as one of your songs? Because life and trials and Satan will try to overtake you. Well, he comes to kill, steal and destroy. And if you let him do it, Satan will do it. So when I listen to that song, no matter what I'm going through, I am an overcomer, I'm a conqueror. That's right. I have what's inside of me and Christ is in me. He's given me his Holy Spirit and I can do all things, as you say, through Christ, which strengthens me. So that's why I, I love that song is that uh, I am a conqueror. <laughs> it's so true. And, you know, we do have to de declare these things over our lives. And, and yeah. so that's that's good. So let's jump to the next one. Ah, uh -huh. oh, this is a this is a good one. I, when I saw it on the list, I was so excited. I actually, I try to listen to these songs right before I do uh -huh. the interview, but I couldn't help. But after our pre-interview uh, the other day, I couldn't help but start jamming to the song as I was cleaning up around my apartment. Yeah. Favor by Jordan Armstrong. Um. <laughs> which is a relative of yours, which is, you know, insane to me still. Like what? It is such a, it has such a good beat. I put um, new school gospel. It, it's so awesome to see um, young people, you know, using uh, beats that might not be so traditionally gospel right. sounding, but the content of the song is so um, great. I also put down ATL, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I went down there in uh, the spring of 2019, or maybe it was like February of 2019. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So around this time, you know, uh, you know, a couple of years ago and um, was performing at, at an event and he was there singing this song, Favor. And so it just, <laughs> it reminds me of that awesome event. My aunt was there. She lives in Atlanta. Um, and so she was there supporting me. Um, and then I, the last bullet point I had was, uh, it, it's the truth in the sense that I really don't deserve this favor. Nope. But here it comes because of the grace of God. Um, and Absolutely. to know that I can go through life 
um, just understanding and acknowledging that there's a there's a favor over me, you know? Absolutely. So why did you choose this song? First of all, I just love my cousin, Jordan. <laughs> and uh, yes, we are real cousins. That's so <laughs> cool. <laughs> and so um, when I saw that, I was like, we have favor. Um, I'm blessed with a family that God has favored. And, and we just don't deserve it. Mm. We deserve nothing but death because of our sinful lives. And, and Jesus Christ came, showed us favor, died yeah. for us, paid yeah. the price yeah. for us. So um, I'm just thankful for every time I hear that song, I have favor that okay. God has given to me each and every day. And it comes every day. Come on now, every, every day. day, every day. He doesn't give me leftovers. He gives me fresh every day. That's so good. So, so I'm just so happy and thankful for that. That's so good. Each and every day. Come on now. You got, <laughs> man, you gotta, you gotta be, uh, make it plain and simple. Each and every day. Each and that, every day. That's so that's good. It. Which, which jumps right into our, our next song. And this one is a juggernaut. I was like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to prepare for this podcast interview. And you got me worshiping about to go into the full ugly cry. Like, <laughs> so this song is called for every mountain Kurt Carr. Oh, what a powerful song. So a couple bullet points. I have the opening solo. So powerful. So beautifully done. Um, for every mountain you brought me over. Uh, it just makes me every think trial. of trial, right? Every you trial, every mountain. Um, and I put, you know, for this, I give you praise. Just, you know, I, I don't even Ooh. know how I've made it this far without you, God. So That's I have right. to give you praise. It makes me reflect. And then the last thing I put is the modulations at the end, Pam. It will, oh, it yeah. will just take you to glory. So I'm like, <laughs> don't make me run now. Don't make me run. <laughs> <laughs> so why did you choose this song? Oh, for every mountain. Whew. That is everything that I've gone through. Um through divorce, through financial difficulties. That's, and that's a whole nother thing we can talk about. Mm. Um, I was in over $700,000 in debt due to the restaurant and how wow. God saw us through that and God favored us. Wow. Got us through all of that to where we knew we were gonna lose the house. We knew we were gonna lose the car. We knew we were gonna lose everything. And God saw us through that mountain. Wow. But, but every mountain he brought me over, that's, that's every trial that, that has been, that's going now, and that is going to come. He's going to see me through it. And every mountain that I go over, he's teaching me something. Mm. So I stop praying for him to get me out of trouble and trials. I say, Lord, show me what you're trying to teach me through this process as I'm going through this mountain. That so. That's good. So that's what, if by every blessing, hallelujah, I can give him the highest praise for that. That's Me. why I give you praise because you have seen me through every last trial, tribulation, and trouble that I've gotten myself into. Well, <laughs> talk about it now. <laughs> that's, oh, this is so good. And, and like yeah. I said, I happen to be in. Uh, which to Music Nation, I won't, you know, uh, uh, belabor the, the the point and we'll probably just have to catch up later on this. Yeah. But I, I happen to be in a season of life where I'm right there, where I'm like coming out of like one of the biggest storms of, of my personal life. And, um, you know, it's very much uh, hidden from the public, right? This is just something going on personally and, and, and internally. And so, um, like I said, listening to this song, it just really makes me you know, want to give that praise because like you said, it's every single mountain that was, that is right now. And that yeah. is to come, yeah. he's going to bring us through it. And, and, and the advice you just said, I think even if you're not somebody of faith, that if you're going through some sort of struggle, problem issue, even as a STEM professional, right. Yeah. And you're trying to solve this problem at, at your, at your job, because I think, yes, things are very faith related for us and they were, they're always going to be, but Absolutely. even for someone who might not be of our faith, it, that's such a good piece of advice to try to figure out what can I learn in this situation? What, can this? what, what can I be taught? So that's so good. That is so good. So we, we got two songs. Okay. Um, 
you really trying to make me shout, Pam. I'm over here getting into like, uh, it's God is just so overwhelming. If you just give me the one, you know, the one that's my whole heart. I know you can tell me what it is. (laughs) So we're going to get to a classic. We're going to do a classic and then we're going to do the groove uh, for the last one. So the classic, my soul is anchored Ah. in the Lord. Um, Oh my gosh. Uh, Like I said, I'm trying to prepare for this podcast, be all serious. And you have me just ready to just that's be a, in a fit an ugly cry there a ugly cry that's fit ugly cry. Um, this is such a, a classic song yeah um um and i'm telling you as the holy spirit is who the holy spirit is yes where i am in my life right now a big part of the reason where i am where i am like you said just in the other song a lot of times the trials and struggles are on things that we did <laughs> you know Absolutely. that we got ourselves into and mm-hmm. when it says uh, my soul is anchored the pastor, my pastor right now is talking about uh, a series of um, called, you know, anchored, which is going to be the the word for the year, um, I guess, which is the word for the yeah. year. And he was talking about how many of us can go adrift and why and, uh, you know, distractions and all these different things. And so I, I was listening to this song, like, look at the Holy Spirit trying to reinforce this message <laughs> that the pastor is, is, is on, that my pastor is on right now. Um, and so I, you know, I just wrote down, you know, you got, you got to stay anchored, even when the, the, the winds, you know, are blowing and, and things just look kind of crazy. You, mm-hmm. you got to stay anchored. And then the last bullet point was the tag at the end. Billers may roll, breakers may dash, but I will not sway because yeah. he holds me fast. And then it yes. keeps going, you know, oh my gosh. So why did you choose this one? You've made all my points very clear. Is <laughs> that um, life is a, is a storm. Mm. Um, either you're going into one you're in one or you're coming out of one wow and and that's how life is and every storm in life gets a little stronger as you get older but no matter what happens and what goes on if you are anchored in the lord it doesn't make a difference what's going on around you 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 are you are steadfast you are held down like a tree planted by the river water. You will not be moved. Mm. You might get a few brushes, a few abrasions, might get wind blown a little bit, but you're not going to topple over. I love it. Because you are anchored. That is something that I'm I'm truly learning right now in my yeah. life. And and that's so interesting what you just said that as the storms, like I said, you're, 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 this is why you're a hero of mine, a mentor. Cause I'm just, I'm listening to you right now. Say the storms get stronger as you grow older, as you, yeah. you, you progress in life. And I'm thinking, wow, I think so many times. And, and one of the biggest things I'm learning coming out of this season of my life is I'm so like oriented to think like, once this storm is over, no more storms ever, you know, like, like it's done. That's it. It's over. I'm never, you know, it's like, that's so far from the truth. It's so far from what the word tells us too, you know, (laughs) it says we are of a man born of a woman is of a few days and they are filled with trouble. That's what it says. Oh man. (laughs) It says count it all joy when we go through. Wow. Various trials. Not if, not, not if. if. It says <laughs> when we go through them. My God on today. Yes. And who says we wouldn't go through them? If Jesus went. It's it's the truth. It's the yes. truth. And, and I'm I'm really, you know, you, and I feel like just as you said, uh, through this, through, through your personal life situations of how you, you, you mentioned that it's to make you stronger. And so as the storm gets stronger, it's getting stronger because you're going to get stronger once you do yes. persevere through it. And um, absolutely that that leads perfectly into the last song which is called strength by john p key oh so you know i'm listening to these songs before the podcast i'm getting into my (laughs) feelings i'm getting into the presence of god i'm like wait a minute am i about to have a a prayer meeting shout you know festival what's going on and then you know so i'm I'm ready to ugly cry and then i got to this last song and it was perfect it was a good order of how you listed the songs because it was just this celebration of strength from God. And it's a groove. John P. Key is a legend yep. in oh, gospel yes. music. Um, if you don't know, it's the music nation. And um, I was dancing, I was dancing, I was jigging. And I was just like, you know, just singing along. I remember the last bullet point I had is we uh, at St. Mark United Methodist Church, we sang this song for I think a back to school concert or something like that, um, probably five years ago or something. And it mm-hmm. was actually my first time uh, hearing the song. So I, I didn't you know, know the song. 
and um, we we had so much fun, and and oh, so it yeah. just brings back great memories. So so why was this your final song? Because that's exactly what he does. Mm. God gives me strength, strength to make it, strength to take it. Come on, <laughs> and and you can take that. You can take that to work. Yes, I take that with me every day as I walk into the building. I have strength to make it. I have strength to take whatever they can give out and do my job to the best of my ability. Do my writing to the best of my ability. Go out and help the homeless to the best of my ability. Mm. Don't do anything just to be doing it. Do it with the best that you can be. And then have joy about it when you left. When you do something, there should be some feeling inside of you after you've done it. That's good. That's good. That's good. And I think that comes from, like you said, specifically for us, uh, our faith and our connection to God, you know, and, and that that joy that is provided um, for us to go out and be the light that, it, you know, he, he frequently talks about in the word of God is, is being this light in the world and, you know, just sharing that joy with other people and that whatever it is that we come up against that we can. And I, like I said, that's something I'm, re, I'm being reminded of is like, oh, oh, wait, I can say, God, this is what's happening. And it kind of is like throwing me off. But you said you were going to be my strength. So right. that means you're going to pull me through this. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, this has been uh, such a good conversation. My strength <laughs> is, 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 is I, I feel my help coming on as the, right. as the saints Just used to say. <laughs> So we're going to jump into the final question. This has been a, such a beautiful conversation. I'm, like I said, I'm so thankful for you. Um, and so this, you've, you've been dropping advice. You've been dropping gems throughout this entire episode. But um, if you had to give a final word of advice to someone who might be interested in, in STEM or uh, a young professional in STEM right now, or if you want just general advice, what would you leave STEM Music Nation with? Three words. Don't give up. Mm. No matter what's going on at home, no matter what's going on in life, you can do it. Don't give up. I've talked to, I expected a lot of young girls in middle school. Mm -hmm. I can't do math. Who, who told you that? Well, the council, someone that's, don't accept mm. somebody telling you you can't do it. Wow. Because you can. We all have the ability to learn. Whether we can learn it on our own or we need a tutor, we all still have great minds. We all can think. We all can create. We are great creators. Our forefathers created many things and designed and invented many things. So we are able to do whatever we feel that we can do. So don't give up. If a door closes, keep going down. Another door eventually opens. Matter of fact, somebody might open the door for you and invite you to come in mm. into engineering or medicine or technology or science. But don't give up. Don't ever give up. And find your squad. If you don't have one, create you one. <laughs> I love this. Such good advice to end this yeah. episode of... Just and, don't, don't give up and go ahead, go ahead. And one thing I wanted to say, especially about the book, uh, being nominated as the 2021 author of the year. Yes. And this award is given by the S&M Gospel NG Music Awards, where Stephanie McDonald is the founder and CEO. Um, I will be sending out some information on Facebook and I'll be giving it to Roy. Um, voting will begin in March. And so I would love for you all to vote and we are claiming it, as Roy says. Yes, we are. Yes, <laughs> we are. <laughs> so STEM Music Nation, we're going to get out there and, and vote. I'll be sure to, you know, I'm always trying to uh, post stuff uh, with other local artists. Um, and so now author, um, you know, to support Absolutely. and, and, and um, bring home a W. So I'm, yes. I'm so excited about that nomination and I'm so grateful for the advice you gave. Just don't give up. Don't, don't give, give up. up, you know, keep persevering. 
ask the, for the help that you need. Um, I love what you said, like when a door closes, another one will open. And in Stim Music Nation, I can, I can definitely agree with that, that that's been my life experience, that when, yes. when doors you know, close and they say, nope, not this time, or you thought it was going to happen, but it didn't happen. It's like, just keep going. If you don't give up, eventually, and, and here's another thing that I'm learning right now, mm-hmm. eventually another door opens, but more importantly, when the door opens, it's usually at the right time. Absolutely. And, and you're actually a little bit more prepared than, than um, you would have been if it would have opened sooner. And, and at the time when the door is not opening, it don't feel good. And you're not thinking like, oh, it's going to give me more skills and, and create more space for me to, to get better at whatever it is I'm trying to do. But um, in the long run, when that door does open, you'll actually be more prepared. Yes. Um, and ready. So Absolutely. I think that's and look, perfect. And look advice. for that champion and look for that sponsor. Um, that sponsor may not look like you, um, but look at the character of the person. Yes. The character of the person will let you know that they are going to be willing to help you and push you forward. So look at the character, not the outer portion of the person, but look at the inner portion of the person to where they'll be able to help you and lift you up and encourage you in order to succeed in everything that you put your hand on. That is such great advice. And I'll just end by saying, thank you so much because you've been that person in my life to help me rise, to help me lift, to encourage me along the way, whether it's been through faith, prayer, scriptures, um, or engineering advice. You have definitely been one of those people in my life um, who, who have just encouraged me along the way. Pam, this has been such a great oh, episode. I'm so you know, grateful. Like, I'm so thankful. I'm honored. Like, it's like, I, I know you and I talk to you all the time. We text back and forth and you send me scriptures, but it's like, no, I'm I'm literally in the presence of a trailblazer, of a living legend. And I am, I'm just so grateful to be reminded of that. Uh, in this interview. So thank you so much for sharing your story, for bringing your wisdom and encouragement and advice to the STEM Music Podcast. You're so welcome to God be the glory. To God be the glory. Don't give up and find your squad. Such great wisdom and advice. I don't know about you, but I'm so inspired by Pam and her story. Thank you so much, Pamela, for the encouragement and for all the mentoring you've provided me over the years. I truly appreciate it. Thank you so much, Stim Music Nation, for listening to this episode of the Stim Music Podcast. We'll be featuring another woman in STEM next week, so stay tuned. As usual, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at The Stim Music and on TikTok at Stim Music Nation. Our website is www.thestimmusic.com. And until next time, peace. Everywhere we go, call the Stim Music.